So I've talked many times on this podcast about CRT, the curriculum choices of school boards and woke books found in libraries across the entire nation. Many of you have asked about alternative library choices, and if you've never heard of the Tuttle Twins, you are in for a treat. The current political and economic climate is coming to a critical tipping point, and socialism's popularity is on the rise. And so educating our kids about freedom is more important today than it's ever been. For more information about the Tuttle Twins and to take advantage of special discounted offers, go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Tuttle Twins. Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys, it's Mailbox Monday. Today is the last day of January. It's Monday, January 31st, and I'm going to take your questions. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right. So you guys crack me up. I got to say, I love getting your letters. I love hearing from you. I love it when you tell me that you've got a, a little uh, portable speaker in your shower and that your kids think you, you take a shower with me in the morning. That's pretty funny. I met a couple of podcast listeners at a really cute little bar in Camas last weekend. I was there with my husband and a mom came up with her uh, two daughters and we got to talking and they were like, this is the lady that you hear every day on the radio. And uh, anyway, I got to shake their hands and talk to them. It just is a blessing to me to be able to meet you guys and hear that this podcast is a blessing and an encouragement to you. So I appreciate that. If you guys have questions that you want me to address, please shoot them to me, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday. Also, you can become a supporter of the Heidi St. John podcast. Obviously, this support uh, comes in and it helps me maintain the staff that it takes to pull this thing off. There are about six people that work on this show uh, week out and week in, and uh, we've got some exciting changes coming up also. So stick around for that. I think you guys are going to be excited to see where the Lord is taking this show. Uh, all right. I'm going to jump right into your questions today because there are a lot of them. And I'm going to camp out a little bit, I think, on homeschooling because so many people are talking to me about homeschooling and they're interested in doing more in the homeschool movement, but they are either afraid of homeschooling or they started and it's not working out very good. And I'm going to start off by talking uh, to a mom who wrote to me from Arkansas not too long ago. And she said, Dear Heidi, Please keep my name anonymous because I'm not enjoying homeschooling. <laughs> so I was like, no problem. I'll keep your name uh, anonymous for you. I can think of a lot of moms who haven't enjoyed homeschooling. I can I think of one whose name was Heidi St. John, who's been less than anonymous and can tell you I've had some rough days homeschooling. But the more I read this mom's letter, and I think it's going to resonate with a lot of you, I think, you know, I've been saying for a while, there's a big difference between the generation of homeschoolers that, um, you know, that started off in sort of the pioneer movement, right? And then there were the homeschoolers that are homeschooling because of the pandemic. And I, I've categorized them as the difference between a pioneer and a refugee. So the pioneers are the homeschool moms that are like, we see what's wrong with the public school. We're going to take our kids out, come hell or high water. We're going to figure this thing out. If there's no curriculum, if there's no access to the library, you know, we're going to, we're going to, you know, we're going to do the thing. And they had kind of a do or die 
mentality. And now you've got the refugees. These are the people that are not running to something like the original homeschoolers did, or like many people who just are so convinced of homeschooling that they decide to go ahead and jump in with both feet. The Those homeschoolers ran to something. The refugees, which I would probably categorize, I definitely would categorize the pandemic schoolers as refugees, they're not running to something, they're running from something. And so we look at them differently. Here at the Homeschool Resource Center, we're definitely ministering to and helping a lot of pandemic homeschoolers right now. And a lot of moms, just like this mom in in Arkansas, come to me and they say, this isn't working. So a couple of things. First of all, I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings, but you guys know me. I'm not going to pull any punches. Most of the time, if this isn't working, it's because people say, well, my kids won't listen to me. And if you talk to the mom for very long, she's not off of her phone. She hasn't changed her life at all. Right. So you bring your kids home. Maybe they're at a homeschool co-op or maybe they're taking questions, uh, taking classes like here at the Homeschool Resource Center. But the majority of the education and the follow-up really does belong to the parents and parents who are used to just dropping their kids off. That is a, that is a pretty big switch, but it's a switch that needs to be made. If you're going to be successful, you've got to focus on your children and listen to me, moms lean in very carefully. The time that you have to do that is very, very limited. I'm going to say it again. It's very, very limited. And when moms come to me and they say, well, I just, this isn't working for me. My, my child is, you know, not listening to me or whatever it is. Almost always I can trace it back to a mom who is disengaged because she's so used to taking her kid to the school. Or now your kids are going to say, I miss my friends. And moms will say, man, I, I sure wish that the mask mandate thing would go away so I could put my kid back in school. When I hear things like that, I got to tell you guys, you don't understand what's happening in the public school. I thank God for the masks in the public school. I thank God for these schools who are saying, you know, we're going to, we're going to, um, we're thinking about maybe making this COVID-19 stupid vaccination, you know, part of your child's enrollment. I hope it wakes you up. A lot of the problems that we have in the country right now can be traced back to parents giving the education and really by in so doing the upbringing of their children to people that don't know their children and don't have the the values of the family of origin at heart. And so is it a sacrifice? Yes, it is. But it's also work. And so I'm just, I would, you know, I get all kinds of questions. How much does it cost to homeschool? Um, you know, is it is it really safer to homeschool? Some mom asked me that the other day and I, I had to laugh. I was like, well, if your gang is con, then no, it's not safer. But if you love your child, tell me, riddle me this, for the vast majority of people listening to this, I promise you, no one loves your child like you do. No one. And yet, Year after year after year, we send our children to these indoctrination centers, these government schools that are teaching our children. And now we know the cat's out of the bag. So there's really just no excuse. So I would like to say to the moms, pull up your big girl pants and put your heart into it. And I'm telling you what, if you'll do that, you will see a blessing like no other. The reason I love what we're doing here at the Homeschool Resource Center so much is we are coming alongside these parents. And I do recognize that it uh, it's a lot of work. And so when parents come up, come into the Homeschool Resource Center, we talk to them about homeschooling. Why did they decide to homeschool? Why do we think it's such a, a better way to do things? And how we can help them is when the mom says to me, I just, I do not know. I, I really wish my child could be in choir. I really wish my kid um, could, you know, 
I want them to just know the joy of, you know, dissecting a frog, but I don't want to do it. Well, we've got a class for that and we have a choir class for that. And your kids can take ballet here and they can learn the constitution and there's all kinds of things. But at the end of the day, we want to empower you because if something happens in the government and right now for the first time in a very long time, the word homeschooling is in a proposed legislation coming out of Olympia, they want to bring the compulsory age of education down from eight to five, which is ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous. It's just the government saying, we want your child, you know, when are they going to do it to the age of three, you know? And now they're saying homeschoolers too. No, we need to fight this with everything that's in us. But the fact of the matter is, it needs to matter to you for more than just a mask. And you know I hate that thing. And you know how I feel about the vaccine. But I'm even more passionate about the hearts of your children. So that's my that's my answer to this sweet mama from Arkansas. I'm, I just want to say, put your heart into it. Put the other things down for a little bit. The most important people that you will ever influence are your children. Hands down, bar none. They are. So let's really quickly, we'll, we'll talk about cost. Obviously, uh, this depends on what you guys choose for curriculum. Homeschooling does not have to be expensive. It's very important that you understand uh, that there are massive ranges, you know, from a couple hundred dollars to over a thousand dollars. A lot of families, I used to use the library a ton. I don't use the library at all anymore because they're woke and the stuff that the libraries are pushing is disgusting. And so I have chosen not to participate, but I did it for a very, very long time. And if you've got a great library, you're going to want to use it. Community resources. A lot of you have lending libraries. Um, I think that I've spent, I don't know, somewhere between $300, give or take on my kids uh, every year. Interesting to note that here in Washington state, the public school gets right around, you know, give or take uh, 17,000 a year. Boy, you know, (laughs) wow, I'm just going to stop right there. Uh, If you go to hslda.org and you can look and see how students are doing on standardized tests, homeschoolers consistently outpace their public school counterparts in standardized tests. And I think homeschoolers are, on average, at least my kids are, typically one and sometimes even two years ahead. And now that the Rona's been here, they're probably three or four years ahead because we didn't stop schooling when the world stopped. We kept right on doing it. The benefits of homeschooling are beyond measure. You know, and I I watched a a mom come into the homeschool resource center last week and her kids were whining and complaining because they they want to be back in school. So they were making fun of the center and making fun of the kids. And it kind of hurt my feelings for just a moment. And then I figured, you know what? That's all they knew. And I'm telling you, moms, if you'll stay in there, I wanted to go up and give this mom a hug. And I think I will next time I see her because my kids have been, you know, when I first took my daughter out of public school, she was like, what the heck? What's going on? And now that daughter is homeschooling her own kids because she gets it. But homeschool kids have the gift of learning in freedom. And if freedom has, you know, I mean, it's more important to me now than it's ever been. So they can pursue subjects that are interesting to them for however long they want to do that. They're able to learn uh, quickly. You know, they sleep in a little bit later. They're more rested in the morning. They got a lot more free time. Did you know that MyPillow is so much more than pillows? Jay and I recently switched to the MyPillow mattress and we love it. 
you guys need to check this out because with my special promo code, you can receive up to 66% off all the products at the MyPillow store. Go to MyPillow.com or call 1-800-447-0541 and use promo code Heidi. That's MyPillow.com or call 1-800-447-0541. Don't forget to use promo code Heidi to get up to 66% off all the products at the MyPillow store. So there are so many different ways and it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't have to be expensive. Colleges are looking for homeschooled kids because they know they're free thinkers, although, and this is a completely, you know, this is a totally different subject, but I'm not a huge fan of college for all the reasons. But I just want to encourage you. I I understand that homeschooling is not for everyone, but I can tell you, I think that the public school and what they're doing to your children is not for anyone. It's wrong what's happening in our government schools. Absolutely wrong. And I think, you know, when I hear when I hear people come to me and say, well, it's just not for me, sometimes, not always, but sometimes it's because that family's just not ready to make the this the necessary sacrifice that is required of time and money. And sometimes that that comes in the form of lost income. Sometimes it comes in the form of uh, you know, you just don't have as much time as you used to have, and you're just not used to that. But if you're willing, you guys, to accept the responsibility and the challenge, I promise you there is a blessing waiting for you. There really, really is. I, I can't even imagine what our lives would be like if we didn't homeschool our children. I, I, I can't even... I can't even imagine. And so think about, you know, when you talk to your children, because someone used to say to me, oh, how can you, you know, my goodness. Well, I used to think this before I pulled my daughter out. I don't even know if I could be around her all day. I said, I don't even like my kids for, you know, half eight hours a day. But once we pulled them out of the school and we began to pour into them, I realized that so much of what we were struggling with was just the cultural expectation of, you know, how your, your parents are annoying and school is cool. And it really does turn children against their parents in many ways. And so I was surprised at how much I enjoyed being together with my kids without the pressure that I was getting from the school. And so, and I'm not saying that I didn't ever need time for myself. And you guys have heard me. I'm not going to do it today. But you've heard me talk many times here about the bad days that we had. Even though my kids are not angels, my worst day of homeschooling them was better than their best day in the public indoctrination center known as the public school. So there you go. So that's that's my, you know, my little encouragement for you uh, today as we tackle the issues of homeschooling. There's another, another anonymous. You guys are sending me anonymous uh, messages. Do you know of any safe texting and calling apps that are Wi-Fi connection only? This is where I'm going to do a little focus group. If you guys could send those to me, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday, I will come back and announce it to the world. This mom's saying she has an 11-year-old son with a cell phone. It only works on Wi-Fi and you want to be able to call. I love the Signal app for lots of different reasons. Um, I know there are several kids at Firmly planted whose kids are on Kids Messenger via Facebook because so many of the moms are on that. Um, I have mixed, mixed, mixed feelings about it. But one of the nice things about Kids Messenger is that the parents have access to it all the time. The kids cannot accept new face, new um, 
contacts without talking to their parent. It has to go through the parents. It's very, very, very tied to the parent. And so I do like that. Those are the only two that came to me off the top of my head. So if you guys have other ideas of safe texting and calling apps that parents can uh, can use for their children, I would really like to hear about it. I am not a big fan, uh, as you guys well know, of giving our kids phones. But I, I recognize that this is the day and age that we live in and we're all very, very busy. And so we need to find safe ways that we can communicate with our children. And there's actually a phone program that I'm looking into, and I will tell you more about that uh, in the days to come. All right. Last one came in in response to my last Mailbox Monday, and I was talking to you about how frustrated I am that people are leaving areas that are struggling. So I'm going to read Crystal's comment to you, and then I'll I'll respond to it. Crystal said, Crystal from Tennessee, I don't have a question so much as a second point of view. I know you feel like people moving away from your state are, quote, leaving the battlefield, but everyone I know who has moved has done so because they are strategizing and trying to reinforce conservative states before it is too late for them. You like to say the schools are on fire. Your solution and mine, pull your kids out. I would say your state is on fire. When will it be time to pull your family out? I see both sides of the argument. Luckily, I already live in a conservative state, so I didn't have to make this decision. Ali Beth Stuckey has encouraged people in dark blue states to leave. I'd love to hear a conversation between the two of you on this topic so we can understand each other and not polarize ourselves like we've become on so many other issues. So to me, Crystal, thank you for your comment. I appreciate it. To me, I would say, you know, there, there may come a time when we have to leave. That time is not here yet. So my children are not being indoctrinated. I can teach my children uh, about the Lord. Um, and so I don't feel the same as I do about the schools. The schools are so full now of communism and Marxism and transgenderism and all the isms. And we're going to talk about that in another podcast because I'm I don't like the isms a whole lot. And there's a lot of division that's happening right now. But the fact of the matter is, I do not believe that it is too late for Washington state. So you say that my state is on fire. When will it be time to pull my family out? I would say that it would be time when they say, I can't, I can no longer go out of my house or to a grocery store with a vaccine. That would be a reason I would move at that point. We're not there yet. All right. And so I'm going to do everything I can to to save the state of Washington, do as much as I can to bring what I think would be hope and healing to the people that are here, because I promise you it is coming. It is in Tennessee. So we, you know, I did uh, an interview last week with a mom in Tennessee who said she didn't believe that this stuff was in her state. And as it turns out, is absolutely in her state. And so that is, that's the argument. What I'm doing here is going to help you in Tennessee because we are trying to establish a beachhead. It is too late for the public schools. The public schools are on fire. Now I realize that not everybody's going to see it my way and not everyone's going to pull their kids out of the public schools, but we're putting our kids in harm's way. And I just don't believe that Christians were called to run out of the culture. Your children are not who is on the front lines. It's you as an adult on the front lines. And we could certainly move to a red state and, you know, I can build a fortress around my home and hope that the 
wickedness that's here in Washington state and up and down the West Coast isn't going to come to those states. But the reality is it's already there. And as I've said many, many times, we saw inklings of this years ago, you know, in the 70s and then in the 80s and then the 90s when I was having, you know, I felt like I was having a baby every 15 minutes. You know, we were watching some things happen, but we thought, oh, it won't get that bad. That was our big mistake. Two really big mistakes. We thought it's not going to get that bad, which I hear from people in red states all the time right now. And I hear people say, uh, well, there's nothing I can do. You know, either it's not going to get that bad or there's nothing I can do. Well, I guess like we think of third point too, and that, you know, and I have said this many times at the show also, the other point would just be, for goodness sake, where is the church? We ceded this territory. We gave it up. And I'm sorry, but there are lots and lots and lots of churches doing that in red states right now. And so I'd say that if you're in a solidly conservative state right now, I promise you it is already being infiltrated by people who want to turn your state on its head. So you're going to need to pay attention and your pastors need to engage now and not wait until it's too late. So I'm not trying to polarize anyone. Um, I think that they're, you know, this isn't, I have friends who have moved out of the area and I love them, but I'm trying to say, Hey, let's, why are we running? Why are we running? You know, taking your kids off the front lines to me, uh, and the, and the, the public schools really are the front lines is very different from running to a so-called red state and thinking that the, what's happening in here isn't going to come that direction. So they're just different issues to me. Um, but I'm not, I'm not trying to polarize anyone. I'm just saying, this is how I feel about it. So, uh, anyway, that's all I've got for you guys today. Crystal, thank you so much for sending me that thoughtful comment though. I really did enjoy it. These are the kinds of comments I like, and you guys can push back on me. If you're like, no, Heidi, you're dumb. Uh, email me. Uh, people do it all the time. (laughs) Anyway, that's all I got time. Don't forget that on Sundays, Right here at the Homeschool Resource Center, we started on January 30th. We'll end on March 6th, Sundays from 5 to 7 p.m. We are hosting Constitutional Live. Uh, This is my friend Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach. Uh, And he's going to be teaching you guys how to know your rights. And by the time you're done, you're going to have more constitutional knowledge than 99% of Americans. I promise. It's true. Have a great day, everybody. Love your families well. And uh, thank you so much for your questions. If you want to submit a question to me, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday. I'll see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at MomStrongInternational.com.